1: No games to review, but two legends make it into the Faller on a Bougie Hall of Fame. It's the Raw Milk Podcast. Let's have it. We are live. Um, Gibby, how are you going?
0: Yeah, steady away, pal. Steady away. Yourself?
1: Yeah, steady away, mate. Um, It is the 30th of January. This is our 6th episode. We are currently 55 minutes away from Stanley kicking off against Plymouth Argyle. We previewed that game in the last episode, which you will have heard by the time you listen to this. But basically what I'm trying to say is we're not talking about any games today. So we're just going to do a nice little short episode, classic players, Hall of Fame players, two more decent games that we remember with a bit of a theme, Um, and just have a nice little chat about Stanley. Um, Gibby, I saw that you went on a ridiculously long walk last night, what was that about?
0: Yeah, sorry, Uh, did you say walk? I thought you did. Um, But Uh,
1: basically... W. A L K. Ah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Who said that? I'm going blind. Harry Palms. No. Uh, yeah, I went to Rochdale last night for a, for a cheeky wander. It does
1: take on. It doesn't take us that much to get a wanking <laughs> joke in, does it? It doesn't. It doesn't. You uh... <laughs> <don't have> a... <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. it,
0: yeah. Anyway, well you're right. Sorry, uh, but yeah, I thought I'd do some missionary work in the provinces. Uh, you know, bring bring the word of uh, reading and writing to, to the Yorkshire-Manch hybrids over there and. Uh, you know, spread the uh, spread the gospel of Stanley.
1: I'm just picturing you stood on a hill, Stanley shirt, Aki Observer in hand, and That's just, it. just just reading out mass reports. Stone stone tablets. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Rochdale is a grim place. Um, but fair enough. How long does it take you to do that? Uh, about, about just under five hours, four hours 45. Oh, I do like a walk. I might try that myself. I never did it when Stanley walked there for charity, ever.
0: Well, neither did Martin Platt. There's the irony. Got his face on the telly, didn't do the walk, did he?
1: Is that what I, did he not actually do it?
0: Yeah, just turned up halfway through, a few pictures, fucked off.
1: Copshite. He's been living off that since.
0: Don't <laughs> buy his cheese. You see him at Christmas markets,
1: don't buy his cheese. He's been dining out on that since. Yes. I met him, well, I used to work in a bridge under the uh, Moon Under the Water on Dean's Deansgate, uh, with the Wetherspoons, and he came in around Christmas time with just a shitload of cheese in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, uh, yeah, he's got a cheese market. It's everything all right, it? Martin? It's everything alright, lad? Yeah, yeah let's do you want to talk about it because he's a place up. Um, but yeah, he, he was a sound guy actually, and he drank uh, Doom Bar. I remember that. I don't remember what everyone drank in that pub, but I do remember what Martin Platt drank.
0: Biggest biggest pub in the UK, isn't it? By
1: yeah, floor Space. Allegedly, there's a possibility it could be Europe, they say. But I don't believe that.
0: Brexit means Brexit.
1: Mm, yeah definitely yeah it's definitely not the biggest in the EU now um, there you go but yeah there was talk of that but it, it was a decent enough play I'm saying that it was horrendous um, I worked there for like three months including the rush, the run up to Christmas and I've never seen I've never seen footfall like it yeah. one day they took 210 grand
0: the bar equivalent of national service
1: yeah 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 it was a baptism of fire but at least I can say I've worked in biggest pub in Europe in Britain
0: 210 grand in one day yeah, including that's, that's, food as that's well, obscene.
1: but it's obscene. Three, three bars in there, yep. including that upstairs yeah. bit. Just alpha leather. I like nice. used to do like a six-hour shift, and it just, you just would not yeah. stop.
0: Almost as much as uh, voodoo on a uh, mad Friday, that, in terms of takings. Yeah, it's up there. Definitely yeah, it up there. is up
1: there. Um, crown on a normal Saturday. That's probably. it. <laughs> uh, if you're listening, Will, that that was a joke about your prices, but. We're only joking, mate. I had a pizza from, from Crown last night, it was very good. Delivered straight to my door by the landlord himself.
0: I can I can just see a hand reaching into the webcam there and, and handing you a brown paper envelope.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has paid me to say that. Um, I got extra jalapenos on my pizza. Loving the dream. Right, let's crack on then. So let's get into our first entry into the Faller on a Bougie Hall of Fame. So, this is his clubs, right?
0: Preston North End, Huddersfield Town, Barnsley, Peterborough, Cambridge United, Swindon Town, Brentford, Wickham Wanderers, Shrewsbury Town, St Albans City, Macclesfield Town, Accrington Stanley, Weymouth, walking Greys Athletic, Southport, Boreham Wood, Tooting and Mitcham United, and Cheshire. The Hall fair,
1: fair, fair, fair. The Hall Fair. You might fall on a but he's the greatest
0: striker. Over six foot with the surname amount with all oh, that has ever played for us in the Football League.
1: Six foot five stealing a living. Do you know what? I've decided. We are gonna call it after him then. What, how do you say his first name? Fallant. I always thought he was Fallen. The honor be on your goal You've listened to top lad. The honor be on oh, your old fair uh, I'll let you do the honours as always, Mr. Gibson. Okay. But today.
0: Okie dokie, you've gone with a, with, a, with a player who, uh, I think the, the term uh, "burned quickly, burn brightly applies. Um, there's not many players who, who only turn it for one season and are still sort of revered nearly 20 years later. Uh, but that's the case with this chap. I'm going to go for Mike Marsh, Sir Michael of Marsh. Um, and it's important to remember, I mean, just just how big an impact he had. I mean, you were talking about a player who'd played for West Ham, Galatasaray, Liverpool, rocking up in the Unibon League against Frickley and Marine but his attitude was absolutely bang on um, there's, there's a famous interview where he, where he um, you know he says you know it doesn't matter who you play for Galatasaray, Liverpool, the Dog and, the Dog and Duck or Accrington Stanley you know win the league you play in he's always a massive achievement um, and he helped Procci so much as well like you got a young teenage Procci who learnt so much from him and all the players who played at that time you know so um, a bit of a discussion the other day between Dean Calcutta and Lutell James on social media uh, and then somebody else who played for a, so another another Unibond club chimed in and said, I had to man-mark Mike Marsh that day. <laughs> and then Lutal and Dino were just like, yeah, good luck with that. Wow. With all the sort of laughing emojis and so on. Um, but just that, you know, he could see things that other players couldn't see, you know, and I think having a character like that, who they could learn from and also sort of look up to, um, he was the missing piece, really, in, in our promotion, Jigsaw. So, and like you say, you know, if you ask a lot of Stanley fans for their all-time eleven. He's still in there and that's you know that's testament to him when we now play three divisions higher that people would still pick him over you know lots of other players that have been and gone uh, you know uh, absolute wand on the ball spray passes left and right um, just one of those players who towards the end of his career he didn't need to run he could just stand in that center circle get the ball look up spray passes left right and, and center uh, just 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 classy oozed class. And uh, like I say, you know, a very big part of our of, of our history because that that, that promotion up to the second of the four, got us on a bit of a roll then. Um, it, unfortunately, like I say, he didn't, he didn't stop on for the conference season.
1: Um, I think that would have been interesting.
0: Yeah, well the thing is with Mike Marshy, he, he obviously used to play in the football league and he, he took a payout. He had an injury. And he took a payout that meant he couldn't play in the football league. So he won the conference I think with Kidderminster. And I had to leave them because he couldn't play in the league with them. Um, and for us, just, I just don't think at, at that time in his career he fancied national football again. You know, it's one thing going to Marine, it's another thing going to, to Dover on a Tuesday. Um, but a great player, great servant, must be at least, you know, in the, it must be the, the greatest, if not one of the greatest players in the non-league era. And like I say, he's, he's still mentioning those breaths now. So it's Sir Michael of Mosh for me.
1: Excellent. It takes his place up there in yeah. our esteemed home I, of fame. Uh, I do
0: also remember, as I was sort of 11, 12 years old at the time, I'm, we used to go to the soccer schools. Oh, yeah. I stand they used to run on, on, the, on the playing fields where amateurs. is. I
1: don't think we've ever mentioned them, but yeah. they were top weeks, weren't they, in the summer Yeah, holidays. superb. Absolute they were class. absolutely class. All the players used to do them, yeah, yeah. didn't
0: they? I can remember Corley, with a he had a speed gun. And you take penalties, and he tell you how fast you keep the ball. Yeah, I
1: remember that. Do you remember the penalty shootouts at the end of the week as well? Fantastic on the yeah. pitch, and yeah. all the kids would be in the main stand. Coley would be on the mic, yeah, yeah. and he'd be like commentating, singing how, how wide do you want the nets? And but it stuff was like um,
0: that. it was that summer, the summer before the Unibond winning season. So I went to the soccer school, and the, the the bloke doing the coaching, you know, he said, like, Stanley's going to sign this player. He's played for like Galatasaray. He's played for West Ham, Liverpool. And I don't know what the twelve-year-old version of "fuck off" is, but <laughs> that's what I would have said at the time. Um, and you, you, it, we were buzzing; everyone was buzzing all summer about this signing. I couldn't yeah. wait to see him play. Yeah. And uh, like you say, the, the, the prophecy the prophecy came to tell, and uh, you know, it's it, still now uh, be welcoming so sort of ho- Accrington hostelries
1: Absolutely, yeah. What a career as well, and he's still very much a, a he's a, a well looked at coach now, isn't he as well? Um, Absolutely. I think he's at Swansea. Is it? Last time I checked, I think he
0: was sticking about there. Yeah.
1: Um, European football. I mean, I don't even. I'm not going to pretend that I remember much about him playing. Um, I do remember the buzz about him. Obviously, my dad's a massive Liverpool fan as well, so I remember he were really, really excited when he signed. I do remember once I was in the clubhouse after the game. After one of the games, and I was playing with this, like you know, you just a kid, you just playing about with your kid. Everyone used to mess about, mm. running around the main stand and stuff. And I remember, I met this lad, and I said, I said, well, what, what are you doing here if you're from Liverpool? And he said, oh, my dad plays. My dad plays for Stanley. And me and my cousin, I remember just being like, fuck off. I again, I don't know what the eight-year-old probably would be. Fuck off if your parents weren't around. <laughs> um, but me and my cousin right were just in. like, yeah, all right. And he was just like, yeah, my dad's Mike Marsh. I I don't yeah. know. it must have been he's got no reason to lie yeah. but then I don't know if I've maybe I've, I mean
0: and the other the other sort of um the iconic quote that always gets moved with Mike marsh is uh, when he walked in and said get your ground sorted you're going up you know that, that kind of That uh, is class in it yeah, it is that kind of con- that kind of confidence that m- that must give to a, to a team of sort of journeymen yeah and non league you know honest non league pros must must have been fantastic for them
1: just to have like you say that the, the to have someone like that for for a young procky, mm. just t- to be in training with him, to watch his touch, to just watch how he reads the game. Mm. I- I'd like to speak to Procky about.
0: Yeah, and it, it, about like what, you say,
1: what he thought maybe that that had what impact that. I mean, had if you ask it. any,
0: any of the players from that time, they all speak ridiculously highly of him. Coley and Jimmy speak ridiculously highly of him now. Mm. Like it's very easy for somebody like that to just come and think, oh, "I just have a bit of a dos." Yeah, one season dos. I'll tell the yeah,
1: it. It yeah, yeah, they they just.
0: I, was, I mean, it's not a payday because it was never a payday at Stanley but just like a you know like a kickabout wind down for them really
1: yeah still um, stretch your legs a bit wind yeah, back the
0: years. yeah um, but like you say he was it was a class actor he certainly even then could have could have easily played in the league if not for that payout superb yeah, yeah.
1: so is is that something that used to happen a lot then with players
0: yeah so I don't know if you remember so um, was
1: it the who, who used to pay them out then Was it would it be the football the FA uh, they'd
0: probably just have some kind of insurance policy I'd imagine
1: yeah um, That's interesting. I've, I've never even heard of that before. Yeah, because
0: it's your livelihood, isn't it? So It's yeah. like um, you, you see all these, all these stupid stories, like you know, people who people who work for sale at night getting like the backside mm. insured and stuff like that, or supermodels getting like the tits insured and stuff like that. <laughs> it's the same principle. It's your livelihood, is not it? So I not remember Tony Roberts, the old Dagenham keeper, yeah, Clayton yeah. favourite. Um, it was the same with him. So he took a massive payout and couldn't play in the football league. And then when Dagenham won the conference, he had to give it back.
1: I gave him money back. back. Yeah, what a legend he was. Um, talk about him another time. But yes, so Michael Marsh takes his place. Like you say, somebody to be remembered fondly, even if he did just have the one season with us to to make such an impact is massive, and um, he rightfully belongs in that well-known on a bougie hall of fame. Um, okay, then we'll move on to my pick for this week. Who is someone that. Of course, needs absolutely no introduction. Someone that, if we're honest, should have been straight away in the, pretty much on the first podcast. Somebody who is synonymous with Accrington Stanley and everybody who supports Accrington Stanley. Really, Pete. How did you know, have you seen? (laughs) Um, It is, of course, Paul Mullen. Uh, Gibby, do you remember Paul Mullen?
0: Hmm...
1: Not the one that used to play for Swindon. You've gone for quite an obscure one there. No, joking. Obviously, everyone remembers Paul Mullin. Um, Paul Mullin,
0: for many, many years, was Mr. Accrington Stanley.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Known for it. I mean, what what more can you say about him, really? Mr. Accrington Stanley, certainly for a very, very long time period, Play. he was quality not only in lower leagues, in the non-league, but did it in the football league for us as well. And probably without his goals for those early years in the football league, would have been up shit creek without a paddle maybe 190 goals in 426 games just yeah, you know, it's not a bad knock is it it's not so bad that no if you go onto his um his wikipedia page which i know a lot of people do it says 320 goals in 132 appearances but that only includes his conference and league two goals so they're not taking into account his unibon goals so if, before anybody tweets me and says I've got that wrong, I've got that from Paul himself when I interviewed him for the first uh, fanzine. So don't at me on that.
0: Yeah, and the thing about Paul Mullin is he always rose to the new level. So we got into the conference. Doubted as well. Another player who's yeah, yeah. doubted
1: every time he met that step up. Exactly.
0: We got into the conference, he can't knock it. Yeah. Bang, 25 goals, 30 goals. Same in League Two. Um, also gets a place in history. Um, the first Football League Cup goal in 44 years in the town. Nottingham Forest winner. You know? And people forget that game. When you when you talk about classic games, we might do that at some point in the future because to have a two time European Cup winners roll into town was huge.
1: Was it like the first week that we've been in the football exactly. league as well?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to win one 0 you know, Paul Mullin. There used to be some classic. It's gone now on YouTube. It used to be like an American, like Fox or ESPN cottage of it. That, yeah, Super yeah. Paul Mullen with a with a great shot of the goal bag. He <laughs> and He was huge the entire game. Another great save. Oh, he was quality was in that game. He was Bavis. yeah. Bavis had the great game, yeah. Um, we had that banner didn't we? It said something like, um, "Malmo seventy eight, Stockholm seventy nine, Aki, Aki six or <laughs> like mocking them.
1: That was a good great night. I still remember that quite uh, quite clearly. Weirdly enough.
0: Yeah, um, I remember the it's a theme we've come back to many a time but I remember the apathy I remember thinking we've got a two-time European Cup winning team here Clough's Nottingham Forest
1: and there's two and a half thousand on yeah. with a thousand from Forest that's around that time where it's that switch in it where it went from oh, yeah. not paying for a football league side so now
0: well yeah exactly you lose a lot of the Blackburn and Burnley walk-ons
1: don't you yeah. rightfully so and uh, yeah that was a good one I mean so he, he joined us in summer 2000 we went in for him the year before um but for for one reason or another, it didn't quite yeah. pay off. I remember when it, when I spoke to him, he said that he was he was unsure about making the jump really. He was unsure about whether again whether whether himself whether he'd be good enough being in that side and being the focal point of the team I'm bet glad he did make the jump now fantastic. I think I think we paid fifteen grand for him,
0: which yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's a bargain of the century now. I think. Eric got his money's worth that yeah. day, didn't
0: he? And again, a uh, little small piece of sort of, you know, it twi- was intertwined with that Corinthian football before that because the the UniBond Division One winning season, people often talk of Radcliffe away had to win two 0 down with ten to go, win three two. Uh, he was in the Radcliffe team that day, yeah, probably. Yeah. So um, and you forget as well, we were like you said. Then he was unsure if he could handle it. People forget this now that we were a big fish in non-league. Yeah, we were an ambitious non-league team, weren't we? In that Unibond Premier League, there were us Altering and Barrow. Those were your four big hitters, really. You know, we we were one of the only clubs who could get five, six, seven hundred on. Yeah, when everyone else was getting sort of two, three hundred on. So we were a big team. Well, we go away. We go to Colwyn Bay, and there'd be three hundred on, and a hundred would be from Aki. You
1: know what I mean? That's incredible, isn't it? We were a big, big fish, really. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 local as well, isn't he? Burnley born. Uh, He resides in Great Harwood now. Um, he's a financial advisor. Um, I only know that actually because when I went to uni, I I know we're we're going off on a tangent again. Not talking about his career. We will go back to it. But um, when I went to uni, I was playing five aside with my mate from uh, from well, he's from Burnley that I knew, and we just got this ringer in one Sunday morning. We used to play seven six aside on a Sunday morning. And we got this ringer, and he's like, "Oh, my mate's coming." Here. It's Alex Mullen. Alex Mullins coming. So we're like, "All oh, right, where's he from?" And he's like, "Oh, he's um, he's from Burnley. He's a Burnley fan." And then he rocked up, and he was like, head and shoulders above us in quality, like just an cu- absolutely class player, best player in our team. And then afterwards, my mate were like, um, "Just ask him, ask him who his dad is." And it turned out it were Paul's son um who'd come to play with us. So I were hyperventilating at the just just asking him a shitload of questions. I know him quite well now. We um funnily enough, we swap stories about um a certain daft character on social media <laughs> who um who puts himself about because obviously Mullers has got loads of stories about him being around at that time and obviously I can just see it with my own eyes and my dad's got stories <laughs> about him so we talk on Facebook Messenger and I'm not i I'm not joking. Every single message is about uh, this gentleman. I'll, this daft gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> screenshot after screenshot. A, a friend of yours,
0: I imagine, as well. I, I, I grew up near this certain daft gentleman, so I uh, I also like
1: to uh, reminisce. Shall I'm we sure. sure he'll make his way into the uh, on a bougie all of famous one day as well.
0: <laughs> Even if he doesn't he'll pretend that he's in.
1: <laughs> but yeah, some Mullers like you say An absolute quality player. We were just talking before we came on, weren't we? I think he scored about two goals um, outside of the box, Mm -hmm. out of those 190. But a player who's just synonymous with just that gritty Stanley sort of leading the line, massive old-fashioned centre-forward. Just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... you You struggle to say... I'm struggling to find words to describe what he means because... He is just so important to the club. Paul, Paul Mullen, I mean, if you look, I
0: mean, it was testament to, to the professionalism of him that uh, he had such a long career, and that he didn't really, you know, he didn't turn full time until he was nearly thirty. Mm. Um, and he made that switch. And if you look at his record, he was very rarely injured. Yeah. Very rarely out with sort of um, disciplinary issues. And it was only when he wasn't playing you would notice it. Like he might not score for five games, and you think, well, I'll give, him, give him a rest now, change it over. But if he didn't play, you, you knew. Everything yeah. went through him. He was the focal point. He was the, you know, even, even if he wasn't scoring, he'd draw three defenders away from the, the player who did score.
1: Ab- always a handful. Always, yeah. always would be the concentration of other teams. To, uh, you stop Mullin and then you really, yeah. you might be uh, a massive know, part of our attack.
0: A generous man as well, going on to do sort of, again, missionary work in Morecambe as well mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. in his career. I mean, I and remember when,
1: too. do you remember his initial move to Bradford? Yeah. Um, I remember we had. I can't think of his name, but he's um he's an ex teacher, big Stanley fan, goes home and away. Um, but he's an old older fella. He's retired now, but um he was, um he was a support teacher, a cover teacher for me on that day, and we we're all messing about. Not Mr. Lund, class. I think it is. Yeah, King yes a uh, French teacher yeah King yeah, of yeah, yeah. Yeah. absolutely him. from Chris's weren't he, absolute hero yeah. yeah legend he was covering our lesson and we were all messing about a bit and he said to me have you heard the news about Paul Muller and I was like no and he, and he said to me well do your work and I'll tell you so I sat there and I finished my English work and then he said he's, he's left this was before obviously smartphones. absolute King of I was
0: doing form time and I'd bought an old i brought an old Stanley program into to read from like 1991 and he was walking around and he saw it and he was talking to me for about 20 minutes about like oh Paul Beck and yeah. this player did that and this player did that and I remember going to this FA Cup tie and uh, really knowledgeable about Stanley yeah. and always
1: always got time for you when you see him in the pub and stuff as well yeah he always talks to you now and remembers your
0: name and things yeah, like that really I remember good. once um, he kept me behind after German and I thought I'm going to get a fucking bollock in here and all, all it were he said oh um, when you saw me on the Fleetwood game and he said hello Mr Lund he said I was I was talking to a, a colleague of mine and he said he just wanted to say how how impressed he was with how, how polite you were, because a lot of people te- see teachers out of school and they're rude to him aren't they yeah 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 um, fuck, off. He's, he's, he's <laughs> not, fuck off <laughs> fuck off London hey London hey, how you doing mate hey London
1: hey hey my pal hey <laughs> my um, but yeah top class act I remember it, when you say that actually um, stories about teachers when we got beat in the Stevenage playoff game do you remember when they sold the they sold the copies to our fans Twelve as points, well? Yeah. I was stood at the very, very corner near the dugout, uh, near the, the changing rooms, and I was giving the Stevenage fans the V's, both hands like that, just full yep. on giving it them after game. And um, Mr. Jones, who is now the head teacher at St. Christopher's, who was my uh, history teacher, assistant head at the time,
0: Poor man's court, so was
1: on. walking straight towards me. I innocently hadn't seen him. But it very much like I was giving him looked like he was giving him double V's to his face. Um he didn't mention it.
0: He never spoke um, to me again. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, But let's just say that after I didn't do that well in my AS levels, he didn't give a shit. Um He was alright, Jonesy though, if you're listening. He won't be, he's a Preston fan. Um but yeah, there we go. Yeah, so Spells at Bradford, which I remember going down like a lead balloon in the fan base. I remember a certain um we were all sat down in the Clayton End.
0: Remember yeah, that? I mean, I, I, I mean, a lot, issues, videos, a lot of videos, a lot of videos were giving him a lot of a, a stick. I had a lot of Judas and this, and he's left us in our hour of need, and all this bollocks. We asked him to go, yeah, to get him off the wage bill because yeah. we were struggling financially. And then you and get I the, remember
1: as well uh, in the interview, if anybody hasn't read it, you can get your issues raw milk one. Um, just give me a message, but um he did say as well he struggled with the Bradford move. He at Aki he'd found his place, like a lot of players do, he'd found where he play, where he felt comfortable playing football. And when he went to Bradford, if he if he was struggling, he was getting stick off the fans and he, he didn't really want to be there. Um so yeah, I don't really understand why he'd get stick. He was going to help to help the club out, pardon me. Um but yeah, then he again went to Morecambe. I remember we clapped him off at Morecambe once. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Um so we didn't get too much. That you can't give him stick yeah. when he's got 190 goals for the club. Yeah. We had the ban,
0: we had that banner, didn't we? Mullin um, What did it say? Hero worshipped ASFC. Just watched at MFC. Yeah. And when he came, on, I, mean, I remember he came off the bench once. We were playing Morecambe at home, and we were winning one nil or two one. We were just ahead, and he came off the bench. And it's all banned him. He went, "Do not you do,
1: Paul. What <laughs> you fucking do?" Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. I remember him scoring in a in a three two home win against Morecambe and celebrating in the goal. Just I just remember that being, in, yeah, yeah. yeah be, being in the net itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, great memories with Paul again at that time when you're young, you're just getting into football. Really, he is.
0: Yeah, and like you say, that's before we even mentioned the uh, the walking goal. You
1: know, which that's is what I mean We that have. haven't mentioned that. I yeah. put that picture on Twitter today, and I said, has anyone got anything that they'd like to say? um Harry Seeds talking about that walking picture. Yeah, it's iconic. Said isn't it? I bought this photo signed by the legend himself in an auction for charity, still framed and will be forever cherished. Liam Smith, um, I remember him scoring after about twenty seconds away at Gravesend in the days without segregation. There was about four Stanley fans in a packed home terrace celebrating, and I'm sure it was outside the box, and there wasn't many of them. <laughs> Rob Russell, uh, the thing I liked about Muller's was he was the one player we had who would have walked into any other team in the league, genuinely coveted by other clubs and told them all to fuck off.
0: You can't you can't say fairer than that.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, running out of superlatives, really. Um, and then Alex Mullen himself his son has tweeted and put Unibom Prem era attempted overhead kick that went over the bar and into the car park behind the coppice (laughs) so yeah there we go Paul Mullen not just take a seat I think you can have a throne in the uh the annals of the, whole, the fall on a bridge. You, you,
0: you can have free entry and you can have up to five pounds with the stuff from the gift
1: shop as well. Yeah, all. listen, there's five tokens there. Get yourself a drink, mate. I say you treat yourself. You, you want a Sprite, you get a Sprite, full fat. <sighs> anyone tell anyone you, you can't. Listen, it's weekend, you're retired now. Who needs it? But yes, Paul Mullen, legend, hope he's well. Uh, and there we go. Takes his place next to faller himself. Um, probably played with faller. Kept faller out of the... Team. There we go, there are classic players for this week. Okay then, so it's time for our new segment. Graham Branch Fact of the Week. It's the Graham Branch Fact of the Week.
0: Graham Branch has played for more English clubs than Pele, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo
1: combined. Graham Branch, fact of the week. It's the Graham Branch, fact of the week. Excellent then. like, Let's quickly rattle through these um, classic games then. Like I said, not classic games, themed remembered games, I think we'll start. Called. We need to think of a catchier title than themed remembered games. But this week, because we're playing Plymouth, uh, we've gone for long, memorable, long trips. Um, do you want me to do the honours with this one? You can indeed. Rightio. So, I went for a trip that I've made a couple of times with my granddad, my uncle and a few of my grandad's mates, people like Sean Fenton, and... Um, Wayne doxy people like that. Um, but the game that I chose f- was Torquay United versus Accrington-Stanley, February 23rd, 2014. This was a game that we went down for the weekend. So on the Friday morning, went for a... The Crown was short, but he Will made us a full English. So there were seven of us in the Crown Friday morning. Full English minibus down to Torquay uh, and spend the weekend there, go to the game on the Saturday and come home Sunday morning, two nights on the Lash, halcyon days. I was I was too young to ever go with the lads, never went on a big lads one. So I've only ever been on the... Um, with with a few gentlemen that are a little bit older, but nonetheless, still a good time with people like Sean Fenton. If you've ever had a pint with Sean, he's a ridiculous, uh, ridiculous laugh. But yeah, so we went down. The game itself so it's 2014 we're at this time james beat is the manager we are still fighting relegation we're and Turkey are absolutely down there as well Torquay ended up finishing this season absolutely last fell out of the football league and they haven't come back since they look this year like they may just be coming back into the football league and i hope they do because they deserve to be in football league with the history of the club uh the team that day Betanelli. Hunt, Winard, Little, Aldred, Molyneux, Peter Murphy, Luke Joyce, Mingoya, Jay, Bowerman, if you remember him. And then Cal Naismith comes off the bench to score the winner in the 80th minute. And if you look at the highlights of this game, like you say, it's two sides that are absolutely wrestling, trying to fight, um, trying to beat off relegation. We're, we're approaching that time of the year where it's becoming... Shit or bust, really. Stanley is still getting dragged in there. We're languishing around 15th place, and we could easily get dragged into it if we lose games like this. Um, if you watch the, the highlights, they're absolutely all over us, completely batterers. Um, and then, like I say, we just score in the 80th minute. Poor defending by them. And if you ask a Torquay fan, they would probably fuming that that game went against them. But um, I mean, the reason that you do long trip wins is because it's just funnier it's more the piss-up, in it? Absolutely. Really?
0: I mean, there's a few calls last year with with, with Covid sort of having big financial implications for a lot of clubs. The the, the talk starts to rear its ugly head of uh, regionalisation again. Division 3, North and South, and I I generally couldn't think of anything worse. Uh, We we played for sort of, you know, 40-odd years in regional leagues. We've earned the right to play in national leagues, and those trips are the best crack. Ten of you at Charlton or Portsmouth or (coughs) Tanki, as you say, that's the pinnacle.
1: Incredible, yeah. Oh yeah. And I made that trip again after Torquay got relegated that year. Um, I w- I've been down there twice again, and we just used to stay in Torquay and then get the co- get the train to Exeter. So the Torquay weekend had continued just with the absence of Torquay United. But Torquay, if anyone's ever been, if if anyone's ever not been, it's a f- it's a great place, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. a top top English notch place. Rivera. When the sun is out, it is beautiful. There's, the bars are amazing, there's there's like clubs out, out at night. It, obviously it's a small seaside town, but it is fantastic. I'd recommend it to everyone and hopefully one day we will play them again or at least play Exeter or indeed Plymouth um, if the timing's right where we could go and, and try that again. But yeah, so like I say, Stanley ended up finishing 15th that year, the year with James Beattie as coach. And it'll just be remembered because, again, you know, I'm, I'm there with my granddad. Uh, my granddad doesn't go and watch Stanley anymore. Uh, he prefers watching like non-league football these days as he gets a bit older, which is fair enough. But just good memories being out with him. People like Sean Fenton will, will meet you night anywhere, anywhere you are. And um, if you ever watch The Doctor trying to pick up women, 70, <laughs> 70 odd years old plus and still going strong is Sean. So. um yeah that's my uh, memorable long trip Torquay United 2014 I remember we were in the clubhouse after the game because there was a there was a an Accrington lad down there I said lad he was probably about 70 but um, an, an old old mate of the a few other guys in the group and he'd moved to Torquay when he was younger um, so now he was a Torquay fan but he was from Accrington so we went in the clubhouse with him and we ended up nearly getting kicked out just because we were home fans and the clubhouse was absolutely dead. But, yeah, little strange memories there. But, yeah, Turkey United 2014, a place in my heart. Um, And then the week after I went to visit my ex-girlfriend because she was at uni down there. Um, Not as fond of memory. But, yes, Gibby, what have you got, mate, for your long trip?
0: Yes, I've gone with... um... Portsmouth 2, Accrington Stanley 3, 13th of December 2014, which frankly, to say that's just over six years ago is obscene.
1: Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh,
0: Portsmouth always had a certain novelty at first. You know, That, that they're a big club, weren't they? I mean, you're talking, that's six years after they won the FA Cup. Yeah. You know, they won the FA Cup in 2008. Six years later, we're playing them in a league game.
1: Um, we took 84 Hardy Souls there. I was not one of them missed out that day. 14,000
0: home fans. And we turned them over three-two.
1: 2 0 up, weren't we? I remember.
0: We went 2 0 up. Uh, they pulled it back to two-two. The ground—I mean, Portsmouth have a great atmosphere anyway. Yeah, it's one of the all, it's one of the only grounds I've seen where all three of the home sides sing. So they'll start behind the goal with sort of the, the blue army challenge, So it like spreads around the ground.
1: It's 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 proper old school, and it's yeah. it's. They keep the song short and sweet, and it's thumping. Yeah, yeah, it's the brilliant. whole ground it's bouncing, just bumping.
0: And it out. is. It's a, I've always thought that the city is a little slice of the north, but in the south. Yeah. Like I got the train from Aki at five fifty nine, uh, and the last leg I had to go from Southampton to Portsmouth, and the, the train goes right along the seafront, and you see all these yachts and marinas and stuff. And you pull into Portsmouth, which is. um a shithole, but I say that as a compliment. Yeah. Like a, a certain industrial beauty to it. Yeah. Um, and it is like you've just taken sort of Burnley and just plonked it on the south coast. And they also have that siege mentality. It's the only English city on an island. So everybody on the island supports Portsmouth. Yeah. It's all they've got. And again, in a good way. Um, and again, with sort of the, the, the military naval history as well, it adds to that siege mentality. Um, but like you say, 2 0, 2 0 up, beyond our wildest dreams. They put it back to 2 2. It's absolutely rocking. 15,000 home fans. Every Stanley they find the right mind, we're gonna get a dick to you. And then the, the lifeline comes. Penalty.
1: Luke Joyce, saved. I was just gonna say, I'm, I, we missed a pen, didn't we? Missed a penalty for three-two again. I Pop. remember Luke Joyce said that in his raw milk interview that it was one. He, he was shitting himself taking yeah. that penalty because he was just a footballer man, yeah. in front of I remember of the him missing it, and then
0: the loudest, loudest fuck. This ground's too big for you. Yeah. Over and over again. Uh, and then lo and behold, the, the rattles the. the you know, it's the Alamo, they're the sieging us really, and then we get a breakaway and a Piero slots it home three 2 absolute great bed-
1: goal, wasn't it? It was
0: absolute bedlam for those eighty-four. I was in the train up from Southampton to Manchester that evening with Tom Aldred's dad, but I couldn't speak. I must sound like a seemed like a right dickhead. I was <gasps> really hoarse. Yeah, I couldn't talk. It was, um, it was brilliant. To be, be honest, say, man, even
1: if you do speak, you do sound like no, a bit no, of That a
0: is dick. true. Dulcetmillsutons dot com, um, but. Again, the thing with Pompey is it's one of those when you go to any big club so you rock up go in the home pub oh, little Hockey it's great you've come down me buy your pint pat yeah, pat on the buy head. your <laughs> pint you dick them Tim Potts scum trying to batter you shouldn't be allowed in this division 84 fans disgrace joke la 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 um, but la it la, 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 la. <laughs> but that makes it makes it sweeter, doesn't it? It's absolutely. Uh, and again, some absolute, some great forgotten
1: players here. Actually, so Rob Atkinson scored the first goal. Yeah, he was on the bench in my uh, Torquay game. And then uh,
0: John O'Sullivan had the second. He was a good player for us, wasn't he? Initially, yeah, John O'Sullivan
1: absolutely flying at, at Morecambe now. Uh,
0: and they equalised, penalty miss, and then uh, Piero. But the team for that day was uh, Rose in goal, uh, Winard, the star. Wars. Rose, yeah Who's that? Lawnkeeper I have no, I can't no his recollection name. of him I want whatsoever. to say Justin Rose But I know that's a golfer, isn't it? He's a golfer, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which again, added to why I was confused at Him turning out that day Just, <laughs> think he's, just think he's had, he had them funny golf pants on It was weird Danny Rose? No um, He's the Spurs fullback, Danny Rose Exactly, he will So you've got Rose, Rose in goal We'll investigate that You've got Winard, the stalwart Who's already in the uh, the fallout on the booty Hall of Fame uh, Sir Thomas of Aldred Yes uh, Rob Atkinson uh, Nicky Hunt came on to replace him. Uh, Michael Little,
1: yes, Little, uh,
0: doing well with his supermarket chain now. Uh, Luke remembered. Luke, jo- <laughs> Luke Joyce. It's a lazy gag, but it has to be made. Yeah, it's very uh, good. Luke Joyce. Uh, Barry, Anthony Barry, Anthony. which I always, I always forget that he came back. I just forget it completely. I, yeah, was, I remember conference Anthony Barry. Uh, Carver came on for him. Uh, John O'Sullivan, who was replaced by McCartan. Uh, Sean Maguire. Who we all thought was a bit raw. People, you know, doing bits at Preston now. Sean McGuire, yeah, he's gone
1: on yeah, to do yeah. a bit of things, and he, he honestly wasn't all. No, he wasn't. He was good, but he wasn't. You wouldn't think well, that he brilliant. could play higher. Uh,
0: Mingoya, uh Sir Matthew of Crooks, um, and the subs not used: uh, Simpson, Windass, Naismith, and Gray. And the referee was Keith Hill, not the former Bolton and Rochdale manager. I'm imagining. I was gonna say, Attendance: fourteen thousand
1: thirteen hundred eighty four away fans. Up the fucking Reds. That's magnificent. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Pompey three times in total. Um, I don't think we've scored again since the, Since then, we've got one one draw. One. We drew one one last year, didn't we? Yeah. The last day of the season, when it was like our five kickoff.
0: Oh yeah, that was a good game.
1: The two times that I've been, so I, we went the first time and. Harry Seed drove me, Will and Chris Norbury down in his car and there was only there was like us four. Cammy was there and I don't remember who else Cammy was with, but there was only six of us singing. Gary Roberts was in the team that day for them and we drew nil nil and we were really, really excited and really happy that we got a point. And before the game, obviously Will being um Will be you're making a funny face, are you alright? I'm just looking at the goalkeeper, it was Jack Rose oh, and I have no absolutely idea. no
0: recollection of that whatsoever yeah. No,
1: no idea, again so Will being the the landlord at the Crown had the number of Pompey John the guy with the bell and the big hat Um, who texted him the day before and said if you're coming down come and meet us in the pub for a drink so again before the game I remember we got in this taxi in Portsmouth got there, a bit, we set off about 6, it was still dark outside Um Harry was absolutely flooring it, got down there and um, got there for about midday so we had plenty of time for a drink and it, they are a big club and it, it's a hostile atmosphere at times even when you're walking around like we were in this pub before and this guy recognised we were away fans and we being a bit a bit funny so Will ended up texting that Pompey John guy and we ended up going and meeting him and when we got in the taxi Will said it's just, I don't know what the, the pub was called like the Rose and Crown or something and he was like, "Can we go to the Rose and Crown, mate?" And he was just this taxi driver was just like, "Why are you going there?"
0: It's your life, mate. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we went there, and they were fantastic. We, was, they, they bought us, bought us the pint after pint, food, sandwiches, loads of pictures. Welcome, lads. Went in the pub after the game. That Pompey John, he he's that ridiculous hat, didn't he? Yeah. He sat at the table with the hat, almost like leaning over, looking so sad. He'd been magnificent with us before the game. Went in. Will just said, "You're right, know I mate." Mean? It's just like fucking shit. Pop fucking park the bus. Fucking shit. Fucking shit. Parking the bus like that. And I just remember Will saying to him, "Listen, I'm not going to be the first team to come here this year and do that because it was like August." Yeah. And just like you said, just that that click. I remember yeah. Yorville had got beat off. Yorville had got beat that day off someone. And I remember me talking and saying, "They must be shit, Yorville," because. I think it might have been can beat him or something or the other way around and I was like they must be shit Yorville because Morkham are shit and this guy just turned around and went watch what you're fucking saying mate don't take the piss or like that and I was just like what are you a Yorville fan and he was like oh, I thought you were talking about Pompey do you know just wanting yeah. just wanting anything wanted to go yeah. yeah I mean
0: were you there that time when we went to that pub Staff Alive, whatever it's called you're going to get fucking we're going to fucking smash you today yeah I think you will mate I think that We're going to lever you Yeah I think you win About 4-0 mate mm-hmm. Shit They're looking aren't they Not just
1: pumped up. A lot it. of well, so fans I said Are the, looking g- for that spark Aren't they The guy who was in the pub Before <laughs> when I said He was being a bit funny We were playing pool With Chris Norbury Who's a professional Snooker player Yeah So there were a few uh, the, These people had Took notice of us I remember the guy Realising that we were Away fans And he was saying Long way to come To get fucking Dick boys it?" And again we, I remember Harry C just going Yeah I think you'll beat us 4-0, probably. And you're like, yeah, fucking long way to come for a shit team. Yeah, yeah, mate. I think you will beat us, yeah. <laughs> takes yeah. a sting right out does the it? And he's, he's looking at us, and he's still going, though. still plugging, yeah. still plugging. Yeah, long way to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. And just yeah. like goes with his tail between his legs. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, good memories there. I remember we got beat 2-0 there with us as well because a mate of mine lived down there for a while. And they were they were happy as Larry then because yeah. they'd won easy yeah. um, I think that was when Cookie yeah. was there and Liam but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah so
1: what date is that then?
0: that was the 13th of December 2014
1: just over six years ago 2014 what a young man I was then all uh, oh, oh, to go back to those days How I think soon we better is. go and watch Stanley shall we? alright we'll wrap uh, it up there then short and sweet mate thank you for giving your time to the podcast once more it's alright and uh, up the Reds,
0: up the up the Reds. Industry and prudence
1: conquer. <laughs> Look at me, <laughs> I am Mister <Mr>. powder. <laughs> powder. Powder, powder, Mister Powder. Thank you for tuning into Raw Milk. Our theme music is Mr Powder by Deja Vega. Our producer is Scott Bolton. Follow us at Raw Milk Zine on Twitter and Instagram and Raw Milk Fanzine on Facebook. You can also download, subscribe and like all of our podcasts at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Up the Reds!